uh, I, I, Mike's friend. I wrote this song. Uh, my turn-ons are satin sheets and waves. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl, the French duh, not the duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Welcome to LWAFLM OYT. LWAFLM OYT. That, of course, stands for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. I like to remember it like uh, LWAFL MOYT. LWAFL MOYT. Okay, so that in real life, in the, you would say, Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, we, we, we like to mention our acronym up front because we would love for you to subscribe to our podcast, which is available exclusively through our acronym, and, uh, mm-hmm. L-W-A-F-L-M, O-Y-T. But we also stream first here at beautiful mutinyradio.fm. It's an internet radio station. Yeah, it's uh, not .com, not .net. It's certainly not that .org. <laughs> it's not It's .fm. .fm. Full disclosure, you'll be sent to a website called pcrcollective.org. Anyway, so we want you to listen. We stream live uh, first every Sunday at 2 Where? p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm. We're one of many, several shows on the station. You should check out the website. And uh, pick a show, just, just subscribe. Donate. And donate. Yes, of course. You could donate. There's a donate button on muniradio.fm or go to Venmo and throw us some bucks at Mutiny Radio, our proud sponsors. We're going to watch a full length movie on YouTube. We want you to queue up the movie, listen to our podcast, and watch the movie at the same time. The entire movie. Carl, what is the entire movie today? The entire movie today is my super ex-girlfriend 2006 my super x ex dash girlfriend 2006 girlfriend's one word i know you know that i know and we like the channel yeah Uh, we like the channel rose chilo and i think it'll be the only one you'll find this is a departure for us Totally. This is one of our rare post 9-11 movies. And by the way, there is a hyphen between post and 11. 9-11. And uh, 2006, the great Ivan Rickman. All right. All right. I'm I'm thrilled that this movie from 2006 is on YouTube. Uh, Grindhouse. What was that? uh, The channel Rose Chilo. Rose. We want... We watched a Quentin Tarantino movie from like 2006 as well. Yes, that's right. Grindhouse was the double feature. You're right. Uh, it was. Um, oh, death. Death trap. Death. With, death proof. With a hyphen. Written by, uh, titled by Sean Penn, even though he didn't know it at the time. All right. Fair enough. So we want you to go find Rose. What was it? Chilo, Rose Chilo. He's our new best friend that you should subscribe. Subscribe. 
Go there, click the link, hit pause, move the timer to zero, 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 like I have it on my phone. And at the queue, we're going to hit press play when we hear go. And we're going to hear go from a celebrity comedian right. as part of our ongoing celebrity comedian countdown. Yes. It's Carl Scours the world. Mm-hmm. Finds the world's greatest comedian. What part of the world is this comedian this week? Springfield, New Jersey. Oh, New Jersey. Okay. Uh, I have not heard him, her, then, but I am sure they are terrific. Carl, take it away. Okay, they are totally terrific and relevant, and it's because he's in this movie. Oh, get out of here. You got yourself. We have actual talent from a movie we're watching? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm very excited. Kick back and let's hear inside story of this movie. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Jeff Norris. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you for having me, Carl. Well, I'm very happy to have you here, especially because of the film that we are uh, doing and your appearance in it. But before we get there, I just wanted to ask you, you know, we're in this COVID world now. I know that you are a top comedian performer for Royal Caribbean. I'm sure that this COVID has affected uh, your ability to go out there for them. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it truly has. It affected it in an in a awful way in terms of, well, you know, as an entertainer, you work so hard to establish yourself and your career and whatever path that may take you on your dream, Royal Caribbean, no pun intended, was a vessel gotcha. for me <laughs> uh, in that. And when COVID hit and contracts started getting canceled, it really affected me both professionally and personally, uh, mentally, with no income yeah. and feeling like I might have made a mistake with career choice in life. But then I realized I wasn't the only one. I mean, even outside of entertainers, restaurant owners and, um, you know, massage parlors and, and uh, musicians and live music, just live entertainment in general. Yeah. Everybody took a hit and everybody yeah. suffered. So, uh, unfortunately, it's, it's, it's the way of the world until things get better. Right. I mean, there's been a few gigs in between, uh, unfortunately, far and few in between, uh, like working with you was a pleasure at the Comedy Cove yeah. in Springfield. But it was, it was they were smaller crowds. And it was funny because back before COVID, you would have a, a small crowd and, and say, ah, boy, this is but you welcome them so much, even though mm-hmm. it might look funny, only, you know, 25 percent capacity. But it just relights that flame that makes you want to be on stage. Yeah, absolutely. Especially after such a long break, you know, and I can see uh, in your performance when we were at Scotty's that you were just drinking it up. You were just loving it. So I also wanted to give you a chance to talk about this charity, uh, Canines for Warriors. Now, you let me know that this is about well, it, it, it's dogs for uh, veterans and you were able to raise 25, 26, enough money for 26 um, uh, soldiers. Uh, how'd you get involved with that? And, and what are your feelings about it? I, I, I met the uh, president of Canines for Warriors, uh, Sherry Duvall, um, who unfortunately recently passed, but her, uh-huh. her, her son, Brett, and another gentleman named Rory Diamond, um, which were always involved with the program, now stepped into the 
presidential presidential seat, excuse me. But I first met them about 10 years ago. I was hired by the New Jersey State Police uh, to do a fundraiser uh, for injured veterans at the state trooper barracks. And I saw this woman, Sherry, uh, address these veterans that were in really a bad way with uh, dramatic, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder and bodily injury or missing limbs or blind yeah. or severely burned. I mean, and you see all these people before you go on stage and you're like, how the heck am I going to pull this off and make these people that are like hurting every day find the laugh? So yeah. I found out who the, the general and the sergeant and lieutenants were. And I addressed the humor at them. Like I looked at the guys, I go, these are the people you got to listen to every day. And I started making <laughs> fun of them. And then I, I got some laughs and heard some laughter. And then when I heard the woman Sherry speak about canines for warriors and her vision and her uh, mission for the program was to have the men and women that served that come back home in a bad way, whether physical or mental or often yes. both, they'll, pair them up with these service dogs that are trained for that specific soldier's needs. So if the, if the veteran is blind, it would be an advanced uh, CNI dog. If, if the veteran became deaf, the dog was much more of a guide dog or even guys with seizures or just, just depression. Mm -hmm. The dogs were trained in each of their own way. And um, yeah, we, we went around and we did, Traveled quite a bit, different states, and every time I did a cruise ship, I ended my shows with mentioning canines and how people get involved, which is uh, caninesforwarriors.org, if anyone is interested and wants to check out the site, which I highly recommend. Uh, not that you have to make a donation, but just see what they're about. Yeah, You know, maybe someone listening uh, knows someone or knows someone that knows a veteran that's in a bad way that could get involved with the program and benefit from it. But so you um, approached her. I mean, you heard her. Oh, yeah. appeal, I, I went up to her and that and moved just, you. Uh-huh. It moved me incredibly. And I went up to her and she saw my performance and she was uh, equally complimentary, which I was really happy with. And I just told her, I said, look, I'm no famous big shot or no big name. I says, but uh, I love what you're about. And I'm a huge, huge dog lover and always had deep respect for every branch of our military. Yeah. And I just thought it was something I would love to donate my time and see if I could help. And it's about uh, 11, going on 12 years now. And wow. um, yeah, yeah, because each dog's about 10000 10 to $15,000 to train. Whoa. Okay. And, uh, but they go to the veteran. Because they're specialized. They're, they, they really must be trained appropriately right. to match what is the, okay, okay. I got yeah, it. one word commands. And if you say side, the dog goes to your side. If you say front, the dog will stand in front in a horizontal position to block people from getting close to them. Because sometimes uh, they get a little claustrophobic or close quarter. The dog, it's really an amazing program. Yeah. Really, really is great. And, and I'm grateful to be a part of it. Uh, any veterans that are listening right now, thank you so much uh, for your service and, and know how respected you are. Caninesforwarriors.org. That's what they need to check out. Absolutely. And, and you, you'll, you'll be amazed by it. I encourage you to click on the videos and just, you know, you don't even have to scroll through and read. There's, there's a video on there called Captain. 
And it's a true life story about this guy, this veteran that did about eight tours, Afghanistan, Iraq, you name it, seen it all, uh, had a gun in his mouth and was suicidal. This dog came into his life and now he dedicates his life to going around with his dog, helping other veterans with suicide prevention. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay, now you just claim to not be a big famous comedian, but I uh, disagree. I object. I mean, Boardwalk Empire appearance, and we're about to watch a movie that you're in. Tell us about your experience, uh, you know, shooting this scene and getting involved and, uh, you know, the people you met. How did it go down? How, how, what was your takeaway from this? It was, it was always a dream to to see what it would be like to be on the big screen or to see yourself up there. Not in, not in a cocky sense, just in a way of, you know, setting a goal and pursuing it and achieving it. And I was there with my wife. And at the time when the movie came out, uh, I was performing that week at the Trop in Vegas. Uh-huh. So it was great because in the <laughs> afternoon, my wife and I went to see my super ex-girlfriend in the theater. And that night... <laughs> So it was like a double dream, kind of, you know, I was performing in Vegas. Yeah. I went to the movie theater. I saw myself on the screen. Wonderful. It was very, very rewarding. But um, I had a little a little bit of TV stuff with HBO and yes. uh, a few Law & Order things. But to, to be on the big screen and to work with Luke Wilson and, and uh, Uma Thurman was really an experience because... I was nervous. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, am I going to remember all my lines? Because it's not my act. It's not something I do all the time. And I wouldn't say I was obviously nervous, but I was really focused on the script and reading it, reading it. And uh, there was a break, and Luke Wilson came over, and he said, oh, you're, you're in the next scene with me. And I said, yes. I said, yes, sir, I am. And he's like, don't call me sir. He's like, my name's Luke. <laughs> So we started uh, joking around and laughing, and he took any nervousness away from me. And he he was very informative and a good coach, really. He's like, look, don't even look at the cameras. It's you and I walking through the parking garage, having a conversation. He's like, you know, just follow my lead. And and it was great. And we we, we did a dry run, the two of us, and then we did the scene. Um, We got it done in two takes, which is pretty good for a movie. That is. And um, then about about an hour after the scene, everyone broke for dinner. And, you know, I didn't want to go over the area where all the big names were. I went sure. over there. So he comes over, he goes, come here, Jeff. And he brought me over and introduced me to Uma Thurman. Okay, and... that's great. I was just going to ask you, because your scene was with Luke, but you met Uma too. So right. he graciously invited you over. Yeah. Because I know what you're saying. Cool. Like, you don't want to intrude. Right. Terrific. But it was it was really cool because I I took it as like, hey, I you know, I want you to meet this guy, Jeff, and Jeff, I want you to meet Uma. And she was very nice and she's like, Oh, she's like, you you really look like a cop, you, you know. Yeah, you did. You really I said, did. Oh, I, said, I said, Good, thank you. But it was it was nice. It was a nice feeling. We're already at home to watch this movie that stars you. You're one of the main stars. So why don't you count us down and we're all gonna check this film out? All right, please enjoy my super ex-girlfriend and my first big film debut. I'm looking forward to watching it with you all. Three, two, one, play. Wow, that was such a great history about that movie. So many (laughs) anecdotes.
one one anecdote from one scene. Oh yes, but what a scene that will be that we will watch. Jeff you, Norris. Uh, Jeff Norris. He will be in this film. If okay, guys, we gotta keep our eye out for Jeff Norris. If we ever make it to this entire movie. Well, the reason I say that is because we have to go through that 20th century thing, and now we have to have this Regency thing, and then we get our goofy Ivan Reitman film. You don't like the, the pre-titles? They're my favorite. It looks like it's, a river, and I'm flowing it, but it's a horror. It says, yeah. When, when Disney took, oh, let's, all right, post, post 9-11, let's take a look. Where is it? Where is, is it? it? Where is it? Where is it? Very poignant. Look at that big Where hole in the ground. Where is it? Where is looking? We've seen Statue of Liberty and we saw UN. Okay. Is, do you think this is like shot well? I guess so. Looks so lonely. Are we seeing Jersey City? Where is it? Where's the Twin Towers? Oh, wait, there they are, Mike. What? Look. What, back there? In the back, see the? Oh, interesting. Wait a minute. This movie came out in 2006? Yeah. They had plenty of years to delete that. It's retro. Oh, look, it's Bavalagari. It's Bav pronounced Bavalagari. It's BV. B. B. V. Those idiots. B. B. <laughs> oh, look at them. Let's go. They got an Uber for a getaway car. Charlie, I got a name for the store. Alice, not now. We're going to call it That's genius, Alice. Alice, what are you, George Carlin? Listen, Alice, I don't know about this movie I'm watching. <laughs> Which we saw last week. It was... Um, Breaking Trash. Yeah, what was her name? Yeah. Not Alice, but it's so close. You're right. But he does Ruth, that as... Oh, okay. no. Up, up and yeah. away. <laughs> we have seen a robbery, and then a right. superhero has foiled the robbery. Now, look, those guys got to be dead, man. You see how she dropped them? Yeah, I know. It would have just broke your spine. Boom! Think of a car accident. But no, they're fine. Oh, and he's shooting the cops. Some superhero. Right. Now look, the bullets... <laughs> She's super! It's twisted that. Now, is she the super... Why is she fighting, like, intergalactic, uh, inner space battles? Why is she attacking... Well, you know, uh... Early Supermans, it was always thugs. Batman, certainly, in DC Comics, it was thugs. You know, Spider-Man, you've seen them beat up the thugs. That's what we're seeing. Right. Okay, so we All just right. met G-Girl, and this is our hero. I thought G-Girl was a hero. She's a superhero. Nope. This is not <laughs> my... This isn't my superhero movie. It's my super ex-girlfriend, and he will... There she is, sitting there, G-Girl. Uma Thurman. You know, I I would love to remake Supergirl, but I have some notes. Why don't we have it to the eyes of her boyfriend? <laughs> right. His name is yeah. Matt. You know it's Luke Wilson, but he's Matt. And that's Rain Wilson. That's oh, the Wilson. Right. And they're Wils that's the Wilson brothers that we know so it's much. It's Andrew, Owen, uh, Rain. Yeah. And Mr. the guy Mr. from Church Ball. Yeah, Andrew. Andrew. Andrew Wilson. Which, by the way, was uh, through the. Uh, it was told by his wife. It was his wife's story. That was another uh -huh. movie where. The, I mean, if you haven't seen Church Ball, it's on YouTube. We recommend it. We've done that movie. My super ex-wife. That that should be the sequel. <laughs> oh, so, so he's hitting on G. 
Right. So basically, Rain Wilson is like, come on, man, let's get laid. I'm the macho guy. Go well, it's, out that girl. See? He's well, there's a whole the genre of movies. Like, you ever see Shallow Hal or, like, yeah. Jason Robard, uh, Jason uh, Richard? Yeah. What the guy from Seinfeld? Sorry, he's, Seinfeld. he's like, uh, you should go hit on that woman. Oh, another thievery. Jason this is true in New York seems so unsafe. Okay, now Uma Thurman's purse has been stolen, G-Girl. And so, therefore, he is chasing after the purse snabber like a... Look how the street is wet. It always is. It always is. Oh, it's not crowded, right? It's a couple people here and there. The street now, is you know, always wet. My God. It's remarkable that it's not Brooklyn, right? Like, nowadays, it would be Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Yeah, that's right. Well, Brooklyn got gentrified, so now it's Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Manhattan got rich. It literally did. It really, it's just so, you know, island of rich people. I could still buy heroin from the Alphabet City, right? No. <laughs> well, <laughs> not that I know of. Okay, so right now we have our first funny thing. He was, like, the guy dropped the purse, and so he's, Luke Wilson was like, yeah, you better run. You better run. And he's like, what did you say to me? And now he's getting chased. Oh, he knows he's in the dumpster, too. Yeah. Down the dumps, like Owen. Mm -hmm. He's like Owen Wilson. He's in down in the dumps. That's right. Owen needs to cheer up, make another 10 million. What, what happened to the criminal, Carl? Yeah. G-girl happened to the criminal. And that's Ivan Reitman's joke here. Or the writer. The writer's pretty serious writer. And was he in a like slump, the late Ivan Reckman, when he made this movie? I, is he still alive? No, he passed away. Yeah, the thing is, that people person. always say like he was great in the '80s and not so good in the '90s. But I don't know. They should give him a break. He he did a lot of great, maybe yeah. critical successes. But I don't know. He knocked a bunch of the park. You know, he has right. good comic sensibility. He did a movie like a Ghostbusters ripoff called Evolution. Did you ever see that? That was in the 90s, and they consider what? that one of his bad ones. But he ripped off himself. He's Ghostbusters. He's Ghostbusters. He was trying to do his own Ghostbusters. Right. Oh, hey, there's that criminal. Now, look what G-Girl did to her. He's seriously choking or something, yeah. right? G-Girl will take your life. Right, I know he's jerking off. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> So you're saying that if you date her, you shouldn't break up with her. Exactly. Are you going to find yourself jerking off hanging? You know, I I'm, I don't know anything. <laughs> I thought auto asphyxiation was something you did in the car. Oh, no, no. You could do it from a New York City fire escape. Are you kidding? <laughs> and then people would be like, what are you doing? You'd be like, shut up. Dating. <laughs> I'm dating here. So now the director writer is showing us that there's really a girl at work that Owen is totally in love with, you know, and that girl loves him right back. But they both have, you know, she's got a boyfriend who's in a magazine. You see, he's a model. He's a Joe Boxer uh, underwear model. Right. Now, later, Owen Wilson will be naked and you'll be like, he's a model, too. But the truth is, there was a body double. You mean Luke Wilson? Yes. Did I say Owen? Yeah, Luke, take a photo. Okay, I got him mixed up. Luke got caught looking at the butt. 
and he got caught by our Canadian friend Wanda Sykes. Oh, hey, finally some comedy. Right. And she is going on about sexual harassment in the workplace. And she's very funny. You know, uh, that's good because I feel like these these movies remind me of like Maxim Magazine. Do you remember Maxim? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or like Lads Mags? So you have like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. That's kind of the British equivalent. But here in the States, you have like Eurotrip and Road Trip and uh, Shallow Howl and this movie where, you know, they just want to get laid. Yeah. Yeah. Like guys do. Like we like the pretty women, like Maxim. Relatable. Relatable. Yeah. Pigs. Oh, yeah. Look at that cell phone. It's a flip phone. It's not a smartphone. This is 2006, not 2008. Carl, listen, New York City was still recovering from the attack on 9-11. So, <laughs> you know, they, they weren't too choosy on their phones. Yeah, they were still sweeping up the dust. Yeah, that's right, 2006. Man, that took forever. Oof. Uh, we could joke about it. We were there. You were there. Yeah, well, I was, actually. <laughs> I saw that thing fall, not from New York, from Jersey. I didn't see it literally fall. You know, I saw the <laughs> after. Uh, your, you your, brother was, your brother was nearby, was he? Yes, he was across the wow. street. And um, he evacuated wow. the building, and they were like, he was like, may I have my wallet you know my driver's license they're like sorry sir you can come back and get it uh uh, tomorrow you know so he never saw that again he was at seven world trade across the street all right now luke is on his first date and like she's being all quirky and weird like uh here we'll hear a little you wanna i guess so i'm watching on closed captioning oh okay so Uh, okay, it's not a good time to listen. She's not going to be crazy. She's doing super hearing things right now. Oh, yeah. She but just I- wants some Owen. Luke. Luke, yeah. Listen, Matt, you can tell them apart. Matt. His name's Matt Saunders. I'm Matt Saunders. I'm not. Listen, he's a Wilson. He, is his nose broken? No. Does he have a bowl cut? No. He's not Owen. Does he look like uh, he just tripped and landed on the sidewalk? No. Okay. <laughs> is, is he handsome? No. Does he have a shaggy uh, hair? No. Does he have a manly uh, stubble? No. He's not Andrew. So he's left with Luke. Was he on The Office? No. So he's not Rain. <laughs> he's not Rain. I saw uh, another movie with Rain. I, I had a premiere. I think Rain was there. Uh, called Hesher, uh-huh. uh, which is about a uh, depressed guy, and then Rain, who meets a out of control guy, uh, Gordon Joseph Levitt, who's a mental. He's a mental. He's a Hesher. Chaos ensues. He's a Hessian from Hesher. You never heard that expression? Yeah, uh, no, I haven't. But I'm old, so. It's an old phrase. No one's heard of it. Matt's um, date got interrupted because she heard this fire report. So she's going to put out the fire. Tell me the expression again. Hesher. So it's H-E-R-S-H-E-R. Hesher. It's like a metal head. Like a, a metal, metal head, head is a, a 
like a Thrasher. It's a Hesher. Hesher. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't. I don't. I didn't buy it either. I never saw that movie again. But <laughs> now, G Girl, what she does is she uses a super queef to suck up the smoke. Queefs they suck up, and then they. Yeah. Well, what happened? Actually, I think you're right. I think I got it backwards. Right? They don't. Yeah. Backwards yeah. would be thief. <laughs> backwards queef. <laughs> oh, look at her! She's, she's, I gotta, I gotta go. I got a date. <laughs> That's right. She does. Wow! So she flies. She has uh, super strength. Yes. What oh, she so. has is a movie. She's Superman. She's Superman. So she's Superman. She'll have a smudge on her face, and the internet thinks it's funny that it moves around a little bit. It's just continuity, but um, she'll get a little. Maybe now you listen to the audio because she's going to be a yeah. little. Let's hear weird. Let's hear weird. You're trying. Yeah. Sorry. It's a really, really long line. Sorry. Yeah. What? Oh. Oh. We're in perfect sync. It's rare. Very rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's because I'm using my phone uh -huh. and I'm not touching buttons. <laughs> Uh, like, yeah. weren't you just at the bathroom? Well, there was this. Oh, let's listen. Let's listen. Oh, gosh. All right. Forget it. Forget it. Okay. He's Basically, back at work. All the writer and director were trying to tell us is that uh, she's a little neurotic, a little neurotic. And he's, you know, it's sort of like an awkward first date. And uh, Owen's finding out what he's got himself into here, which isn't, which is just, it's okay. Now, this writer, he's, he was uh, Don Payne, and he was a longtime writer and co-executive producer on The Simpsons. Interesting. I like when Simpsons guys make movies. Yep. Last week we saw Simpsons guy too. You ever see uh, Romeo and Michelle High School Reunion? Oh, look, it's Michael yeah. J. Fox. Yeah. No, it's Scott Wolf. That's that's it's Scott Weiland. It, that's the he, you know the good guy boy you know the. The boyfriend. The Joe, Joe Boxer guy. He's not really a love yeah, rival. I recognize him from his bolt. His Even name Joe is uh, Mark Consuelos, and I really don't know a thing about him. Interesting. I didn't research a thing about him. He, this Listen, is it. man. He's, I'm, clean. He's done. He's done. I'm so grateful to see a movie that's not more than 20 years old on our show. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, it wasn't a box office success, but it was a Hollywood movie. It's a total Hollywood movie. Yeah, it, it failed. It, it bombed, right? And no one really wanted. Well, to see I don't know. Sixty-one million dollars in revenue. I guess it bombed. Let's see here. Hold on. A box office bomb. The box office was sixty-one million dollars, and it was a critical failure. People didn't like it either. I don't know what they spent on this movie, but I don't know. Sixty-one million dollars. <laughs> Sounds like a lot. The effects look good, right? I mean, that fire and her tornadoing it out. I think yes. And the internet wants to call the effects cheesy and dumb, and I, I disagree. Well, you know, the the directing style is pretty direct. We just cut from one scene to another. It goes from dinner to like him next day at work. You know, well, and the effects kind of that. It does flow, and there's it a does plot. flow. No, no, I'm saying he's a good director, but he's a very like you know blunt. It's like one scene, next scene, special effects, next scene. You know what I mean? Yes. 
Now, do you have a, a work friend that you like take the subway with and go to work and then right. go to the gym? And play yeah, you go bike riding with them and you're on a hike. Yeah, yeah. you're at talk the about base. girls. Right. And, and one guy's bragging. He, you're at the uh, batting cages, you know. The batting cage. Oh, I tell you, that girl is hot. Whoa, crack. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's really, that's the next thing the guy says. I don't know. We just What's saw Chrysler building. Why can't we see Twin Towers? Oh, you got Jeez. me a rose. A rose has a meaning. And you got me a rose. Oh, yeah. That means love. Although it's too early for love. She's neurotic a little. Yeah, I gotta say, Uma Thurman is probably the best actor out there. Actress, you know, and actress, best actress out there. But I she agree. never gets respect. She doesn't get like. Uh, yep, I agree. Kill, Kill Bill. She did a phenomenal job, but you know the director made her drive a car into a tree, and uh, she permanently damaged herself, and he didn't even use that scene. So you know, fuck that. She's good in uh, Pulp Fiction, where she did all that cocaine. Really <laughs> believable. <laughs> Um, okay, so two weeks after that crash, she went to see the footage of the incident, and Miramax only agreed to show it to her if she signed a contract releasing them of any consequences of future pain and suffering. She rightfully, you know, refused. Um, her permanent injuries to her neck and knees. Tarantino later called the incident the biggest regret of his life. Thurman later clarified on, clarified on Instagram that Tarantino had apologized to her for the incident and she had since forgiven him, being open to working with him again. Oh, okay. So, but I mean, what do you say in public, right? No, I agree with you, especially when you have a, like you have such toxicity. You have Clint Tarantino, you have Miramax during their prime, and... You know, it kills me because it was a scene in the last hour of the second movie, and it, and uh, it wasn't yeah. even that important. You know, you almost walked away fine. Oh, I found I found out something interesting about that car, the car that she drove. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino used that car in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So that that death car. After. Yes, way Damn after. It. That's weird. That's that's not that's a bad vibe. That's very bad vibes. Yeah, because. That's if he was regretful for this and he regretted it, why call back out of all the cars in his movies that particular car? That wasn't even seen in the movie, right? Well, she does drive up to the oh, okay, to okay. Mexico to get Bill's address. But okay. apparently it's supposed to be a crash and they didn't have it. And it wasn't even a deleted scene. Like I saw it when Uma was open about it and they, they released it to the public. So I saw it on like Twitter. Wow. Not a cool chapter. She also had another ugly thing. It was Harvey Weinstein, that man, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, the Miramax. Like, she she probably got credited. Well, no, she was sexually assaulted, literally, 1994 at the Savoy Hotel. By Harvey Weinstein? Yes, by Harvey Weinstein, yes. Jesus Christ, and she has to, like, work for that production house? Like, 94, like, so it was before Pulp Fiction or after Pulp Fiction broke? Uh, Pulp Fiction was in ninety four. It's it's ninety four. I just watched ninety two Max. Okay. Yeah, nineteen ninety four film Pulp Fiction. Right, nominated for Academy Award. Um, she got nominated all the time and never won. 
She, uh, you know, for, we do enjoy movies, and there's no such thing as a bad movie. But if you must use that definition, uh, I would recommend, uh, ooh, Eddie Izzard. Yeah, we're meeting Bad Guy now. Bad Guy has a mechanical pigeon, and he's spying on G-Girl. He was also in Mystery Men as a bad guy. Right, she was. right. She was. Uh, wait, wait, Uma Thurman was? No, Eddie Izzard's pronouns are she, her. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, he is gender fluid. He is our Star Trek connection. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. Um, he saw Star Trek. Yeah, he once saw Star Trek. No, uh, Rain Wilson is our Star Trek connection. I'll get that to that later. I can't find my Eddie Izzard uh, information, but he is gender fluid. He is, um, uh, he was a stand-up comedian. He doesn't mind. He says he doesn't mind. Oh, okay. Stand up comedian. He was from England and um, he does stand up in French lots of times. And very recently, he's been doing it in German and Russian. Like English and French go back way with him, but he's just learning Russian and he's doing stand up comedy in it. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, he's a terrific stand up comedian. I have a friend that swears by him. Like, Shows me the ticket stubs, they saw him, you know, like. Uh, oh, I want to mention, so she was in a, a great bad movie called Even Cowgirls Get the Blues. Based on well, the- Uma Thurman was in that yeah. movie. She was yeah, a yeah. star. Yeah, and it's a terrible movie, but she, yeah. you know, she shines through. It's a good book, terrible movie. But you never read the book saying, oh, I can't wait to see the film version of this. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you were too much in the mind of her and you were in her mind yeah so they gave the old collegiate and uh she was also ethan hawk right but they're no longer well, she together. was married to ethan hawk yeah and they lived in Man- i don't know she she lived in manhattan and every time i was in that neighborhood i would just hope that I, she'd be walking the dog or something not that i bothered <laughs> just that i'd fear you know you know from being in new york you you just bump into yeah. famous people. <clears throat> right. But I usually bump into this, this yeah. like, Regis Philman, but he's been dead for like eight months. Yeah. Yeah. So now they're having super sex, and it's a big joke. Yeah, he's handling it. Well, Is actually, it... he's going to say later that he has a broken dick. <clears throat> <laughs> he go, she goes, I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it. He goes, the bed or my dick? <laughs> and she goes, both. Oh, let's hear that. Let's, that's, that's funny. Uh, it's <laughs> that's right, pretty he, said, he said, penis, not dick. <laughs> See, that's the Simpsons shining through. Yeah. He came up with this idea during The Simpsons. Uh, it used to be just called my um, uh, Super X. Like, I like that. Instead of Supergirl, it used to be called Super X. And he got the idea thinking of, um, you know, like a super enabled woman dating a regular guy. That happened on Bewitched and I Dream a Genie. Sure. Yeah. But usually... Oh. The... <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just going to finish your thought because I was just going to say stats about him. Oh, well, I mean, usually, like, you would say, oh, well, Superman can have sex with Lois Lane. He would destroy her. You never stop and think, like, 
you know, Wonder, well, actually, Wonder Woman does have sex with a normal guy in Wonder yeah. Woman 1984. They, the dead, her dead boyfriend uh, borrows the body for a couple of weeks. Right. And she has sex with him. And then at the end of the movie, when the deceased boyfriend goes back to wherever, uh, that guy happens to bump into Gal Gadot and it's like, hey, how you doing? But <laughs> you like, she sees him and she's like, hi, how are you? And, but the guy doesn't say, great, it feels like my penis has been inside Wonder Woman. Yeah, right. You know, like, Jesus Christ, I mean, you can't shake that feeling, right? I'm well, this is a farcical, uh, what am I talking about? It's a cartoon movie. But I'd still, even though it's a movie, comic book movie, it was a little more serious, uh, Wonder Woman, right? More real-life based. I'm just saying. He had consent on this. He didn't say, go ahead and possess my body and then have sex with my body. He, you know, they went ahead and had non-sexual sex. But afterwards, he she, I, he wouldn't shut up about it, right? He's like, God, I feel like I just had sex with an Amazon. I'm still, my penis is still ringing. Like, he doesn't walk around D.C. saying that. Right. You know. Yeah, and they make fun of the guy's wardrobe. He's like, check out these parachute pants. Right. It's so cruel to that guy. We did a great uh, 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 trailer for for Christmas Day, right? Oh, yeah, that's right, A Wonder Woman. Yeah. And we did one for Promising Young Woman, which was the big movie on Christmas Day, but we never aired it. Promising Young Woman, is that the one in which she pretends she's intoxicated? and? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got to see that. I'm writing it down. <laughs> Do you still have the audio of uh, our friend Colin doing uh, Albert Molina? Uh, I have Alfred all, Molina? I don't know the answer. I have all the audio that we did that day. All right. Well, maybe for next Christmas Day, we'll play that one because we never had a chance to play it on Christmas Day. And that was right. the one that got nominated for an Oscar. Okay. Now, these are henchmen. And right. they, right. They're going to bad guy's house. You're going to Eddie's. Oh, there he is. What happened to my... Your what? My Ivan information. Hold on, maybe it's here. I can, I can kind of fill in the blanks for you. Oh, Canadian. I found it. Eddie Izzard. Okay, he's Professor Bedlam. That's what was on the tip of my tongue. Professor Bedlam. <laughs> and he's oh, a yeah. swami and... He's great. He wants to know everything about her, what she does, where she goes, what he eats. I'm not telling you anything about my girlfriend. Who are you? It's weird. He keeps getting right. smacked, you see. That guy means business. Listen, I've paid good money to get picked up in New York and get smacked around. Look how it doesn't even sting his face. He's not even reacting. It wasn't a big slap. Oh, you're, another one's coming. Stand by. All right, stand by. Let's see if there's a face play. I thought it. Smack! Look, you're going to have to stop doing that. It's Luke's skin, right? You know, it's so baby uh, fresh that like, ah. you smack it all day long and it's not going to run it up. Right. It gets, uh, for one little second, it gets a little pink. And then it's back to normal. Back to normal. Okay, so Eddie Izzard was in Oceans 12 and 13, Shadow of the Vampire, The Cat's Meow, and he was in Valkyrie, a film I love. He's oh, I comedy since 2004 in German, Spanish, Russian, and Arabic languages he did not previously speak. Is this Uma? 
see the blonde hair. Yeah, well, we got to see Uma's feet, and it's not Kill Bill. <laughs> Come on, Big Toe, get wiggling. See, why do people say that's cheap effects? That looks very cool, right? It serves the movie. I, I just need her, you know, it's not about the special effects. So, right, you know. it serves the film, I agree. Carl, do you feel like we Look where, he is. Look where he is, aren't you scared for him? Oh, no, he'll land on the armpit. Listen, it's a soft landing. Down the there, it's made out of smoke. He landed a couple tourists. If you landed on, on a, a hot dog cart, you'll be fine. Immigrants used to climb up the Statue of Liberty all the time. Where is it? Where is it? Don't see it. Uh, immigrants there it used is. To, Liberty yeah. Mutual commercial. Yeah, right. They're on the, that's, uh, they're in New Jersey, right? And they're like, yeah. Hey. So the Statue of Liberty, believe it or not, it's a New no, Jersey thing. No, but I mean, it's owned by New Jersey. And it's also in Las Vegas, Carl, and France. <laughs> Didn't they make like a French version, like a miniature version? I like, don't know about France, but it's very funny, Las Vegas, because it's certainly there. Yeah. But you don't have to go to New York. You can go to Vegas and see it. Okay, look, he's getting DNA sample of Uma Thurman's hair, okay? G-girl's yeah. hair. And... Uh, we don't know why, but you know he's looking for. We'll kryptonite. find out. We just he's started looking for kryptonite. Now, there's been a lot of like not good movies about superheroes. I think we're we're done. I, I can't think of a good. I could tell you plenty of bad superhero movies. Uh huh. Uh, the one that was on uh, Netflix with uh, Melissa McCarthy. It's just, it's it's more of like the idea of being a superhero is like in the background. Like there's no. I, I want to see like. Saying. I want to see Superman, you know, I want to, yeah, I like the four hour version. It was operatic, you yeah. know, but this whole right, thing. Well, of like, she's right now going to do Superman stuff. She's going to save a little girl from getting hit by a car. And, and then, then he's going to see. Yeah. Gonna be like, yeah. And she's going to get hit by a car and he's going to be like, Jesus, you need a hospital. And she's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Gee, girl. Wait a minute. Gee, girl. Gee, girl. There it is. Oh, you see, I keep telling people, don't play soccer outside of the park. What's, yeah, she like scolds the little girl. Look both ways, and then she gets hit. Yeah, and she goes, whoa. And so Luke Wilson is like, oh, no, you might have internal bleeding. You're... And she's like, I'm fine, I'm fine. Yeah. And he's like, did you guys see that? It's a miracle. Yeah, I don't know why she she hasn't lost her. Like at this point, everyone goes, "You must be G Girl, right?" Right. Are there other super New York superheroes, or just G Girl? I guess just G Girl and Professor Bedlam. There's no like Justice Society League of America. I or... guess you know, like in uh, the Ivan Reitman comedic universe, they're gonna have <laughs> you know, like they call the comedic of... universe. Right. This is her movie, and they'll all get together in the Avengers one. Let me let me check my messages. Hi, it's Rex Reed again. Uh, Rex Richard Reed Richards again. I would love you to come down to the Fantastic Four building and uh, <laughs> talk talk to me and the thing. Different person. Now it's going to. She's going to reveal that she's G Girl, and it's going to be sexy and exciting and. Okay, one more thing about Eddie Izzard that's really great. In 2009, he, she completed 43 marathons in 51 days for a sport relief 
despite having no history, no history of long distance running. What is up with this guy? He's like a savant. 2016, she, I'm reading, it says she ran 27 marathons in 27 days in South Africa for honor of Nelson Mandela, raising 1.35 million pounds. Um, she is gender fluid. She prefers she and her pronouns, but doesn't mind he and him. He, she, he, she is fluid. Okay, um, I'll, we'll say she. Okay. Now, I gotta tell you, like Superman, she, you remember? Look, she's, oh, you got the G-Girl costume. That's right. And the internet wants to tell me how much they designed and everything. Look at it, it's just, I could have done that. <laughs> They had to pick through all these different variations, and yeah, it doesn't look. I mean, it looks like a regular. The same. She's different each time. Yeah. Well, we saw her catch those criminals. She was wearing a different. She was high heels. But there was and an then when Eddie Azer, cape, cape. When Eddie Azer took uh, his gal, uh, his uh, her girl, her uh, Luke, she changed it to another uh, different outfit, like a little matrixy. Yep. So I don't know. Is that an okay choice? I mean, Superman always looks the same. Batman always looks the same. G Girl is different every time. Is yeah, that okay that's, that's that's that works. I like that. That's a nice wrinkle. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got to differentiate. You got to swear you can never tell anyone ever. And of course, you know, it, he go. She goes. Promise, or I will. Um, what is it? Uh, Ram a screwdriver up your ass or something. You. Did you read it? Oh, the, the close captain said chainsaw, yeah. Uh, okay, a chainsaw up your ass. Know. Now later he'll have a dream <laughs> when she puts a chainsaw. Oh, of her doing that? <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. What's the catch? It sounds Flashback. good. It sounds pleasurable. Flashback. Is it really? Yeah. Now wow, weird. At, yeah. Um, Westchester High School in Port Chester, Port Chester High School and Westchester High School is where they filmed the. Ooh, is that a drone? No, it's an upskirt. No, wait. Now, this is Professor Bedlam when he was Barry. And Uma when she was not G-Girl, just a girl. And now they're going oh, to he's going to lose her virginity to Barry. But they're interrupted oh, by ah. freaking bullshit. Oh, Barry had a prank going or? <laughs> no, he's he's got to get his pants off. But what is that thing in the sky? Oh, so this is the origin story right now. Yeah, that is the ultimate cock block. It gives them both powers, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Bedlam doesn't get powers. He's not so stupid as to touch a molten hot rock. You dummy. If Creepshow taught me anything, it's perfectly fine if a meteor lands in your barn. In your barn. <laughs> if the blob taught me anything, yeah, do not blob, work. Right. Yeah. I saw a 1950s blob. You did. I mean, we saw it on our show with Hagman. But look, would you touch a molten hot rock? Something makes her do it. Yeah, but she, she becomes she-girl, so what's the diff? She doesn't know that. Okay, explosion happens, and now, like, I hate this part. The 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 thing makes her prettier, makes her a and blonde. I, I don't. She had, and making her give her like long Uma Thurman like fingers. Oh wait, never mind. <laughs> <laughs>
Now she just got G girlified. Have you seen Chronicle, the found footage superhero movie? It's the same story. Oh, look at that. Such yeah. a sexist film. Yeah, they made her boobs. Uh, I don't know if it's sexist, but it's just not. I mean, why would the the meteorite do that? Like, we should, are they we, super, being a superhero is being super pretty? I think one of the reasons it's flopped is that it's it seems sexist to me. That, like, the, the trope of, like, crazy ex-girlfriend. But now she's super crazy. You know what I mean? Like. It's just, uh, I know there was uh, my crazy ex-girlfriend, uh, or... No, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're yeah. saying. Now, look, her hair is uh, brunette again. I don't know why. But now she's Miss Popular. Not be- I don't understand why, because nobody knows she has superpowers. But, but they see the boobies. She leaves Barry behind. Her boobies are bigger. Yeah, that makes her more popular? Okay. In high school. Yeah. I guess so. I guess so. Look, Barry got butt hurt. See? Barry's super hurt now. His heart is broken, and that's going to turn into evil Dr. Bedlam, Professor Bedlam. Oh, oh, and she knows the story, too. And I knew he was hanging in the by the tree, grimacing at me. Well, that's the thing. She's telling the story, and we're seeing a third-party perspective. It's a little flaw in the film, but you don't notice it. Now, of course, you did. Also, here's a flaw. We never see Professor Bedlam do anything evil. I mean, she's just telling him about it. Like, we don't see even the headlines of what he used to do. The opening scene was Bugs, not Professor Bedlam, you know? Yeah, but, you know, he has bodyguards, and you have to have, like, some kind of clout. No, he's got all the trappings. It's called characterization. He's got you, – you, his character is pretty much good, but his characterization is, I am evil, you know? I got I got to mention something about Superman, which I didn't realize. You know the famous action comic where he's throwing a car yep. against the wall. I read the story that from that issue, and what it is is that they take Lois, and he's like, "What? You took Lois?" And he grabs the car, takes Lois out, and he throws the car like he's so jealous. Oh, that's Lois. <laughs> I'm like, what? A, he's a psycho. Or the author was. I don't know. Like, did Lois Lane ever break up with Superman? Well, I, watch, I don't know the before. short answer, but the long answer is in that long history of you know comics, right? It must have yeah. been an episode in which that happened. Yes. But he doesn't go psycho on her, right? He doesn't throw the car at her. I don't her. know. I don't know. I love how it's New York. Like, she's not going to be invincible and fly over to Tokyo or something like that. Right. Uh, they filmed this in four um, weeks, only four weeks. Yeah, it looks great for four weeks. It's a professional yeah. film. The guy who wrote this wrote uh, Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, and the two Thor movies. So he would go uh, on to make some serious coinage. When you say there's been three, and the worst one, the worst Marvel movie is, is uh, Dark Whatever, second Thor movie. It took oh, okay. a year to watch. I guess I, I don't remember it. Dark World. They always have, like, they have to use dark as, like, evil. Like, Dark World and Winter Soldier and, uh-huh. you know. Winter being dark at night. Uh, winter being cold. Yeah. Look, they're going to do it. Over Broadway. Did you see that? That was Broadway. <laughs> Oh, that's, oh, actually, we saw Times Square. Yeah, that's Times Square. 
You see, it has oh, the, right on. Yeah. The big, the big lights in the. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's Broadway because it's all twisty, twisty, twisty. But look at those lights. That's Times Square. You can tell Times Square because Spider Man's flying around there. She is hump up. Oh. 36th Street. That was Empire State Building. Yeah, now the tallest building. Because of 9 11, Carl. Right. Oh, Mountain Dew. The advertisement in this movie, we've seen Utz, UTZ. No, I just want to say, I'm mad. I'm mad. Okay. Empire State Building is like 34th Street and 8th Street. And then they showed us Times Square, which is Ace and 40 Deuce. This is bullshit. <laughs> this is so, this movie is so unbelievable. Here is Professor Bedlam. And Supergirl's hair is super strong. You see what I mean? Like he's not doing something evil; he's doing something experimental. He he just killed his uh, injured his his henchman, right? He doesn't even he doesn't care. Oh, he doesn't. He didn't really. He didn't really do it, right? The yeah. Thing. Okay, look. No. He's you found kryptonite. <laughs> oh my God! There's a movie called Money Plane. With Kelsey Grammer, it's on Hulu, and uh, he plays a bad guy with a bodyguard, and uh, the bodyguard gets hurt, and Kelsey Grammer right. yells out his name. He goes, "Peahound." <laughs> Peahound. That's the name of the henchman. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer says, "Peahound." Ever see sixteen minutes? Kelsey Grammer was great in that. Sixteen minutes. 15, like uh, the Andy Kaufman 15 minutes. Oh, thing. right. 15 minute thing. Oh, I, I know of that movie. I haven't seen that in a while. That's Al Pacino is chasing a criminal, right? Like a uh, serial killer? It, yeah, it's Robert De Niro, but I know why oh. exactly why you said Al Pacino. It would be him. Because they were... Uh, the, the, yeah. the, the partner guy, I really think he's like uh, Luke Wilson. <clears throat> Ooh, it all full circle. So now... Oh, what are you doing? Uma Thurman just shows up at his work and is suddenly meeting Hannah and extremely jealous of Hannah. Right. And so I'm glad they told the backstory. I thought she was an alien. Oh, you thought she was an alien? Well, the reason yeah. they told the backstory was really so we learned the backstory of Barry. Dr. Bedlam. Professor Do Bedlam. Uh, Professor Bedlam, yes. Yeah. Now they're suggesting a double date. Horrible idea. They're going to have a double date. And yeah. the building. Yep. Where in New Jersey do you think they were? No, they're on the other side. They're on um, uh, Queens. They're in Queens. Gotcha. It could be Brooklyn, though. I don't know. I think it's more likely Queens. So uh, we are underwear model can't make it, foreshadowing that he's cheating on her. Oh. So now we're gonna have jealous, 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 jealous. Okay, now this is the funniest scene of the movie. There is a nuclear missile headed towards New York. Just just for the hell of it. It doesn't say right, Professor Bedlam did it. They blew that chance again. So this nuclear missile is heading to New York, but like Uma is tired. She would like a night out with her boyfriend, right? So, so she's not going to do anything about it. And That's so great. We, yeah, we've got Luke Wilson going, I would think it would be super great if someone would super solve this problem. 
Is that your Luke Wilson? Here, let me try. Ah, I think I would be. I can't. I my Luke sounds like Owen. You see the clothes? Like great. I'm gonna play the audio. Can I? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, we're really synced up. I know it's a rarity. Don't panic, you're about to be blown up. Don't panic. But here it goes. <laughs> Look. <laughs> I think someone has earned it. Don't you? <laughs> oh, it's great. Listen, it's not that it's a bad comedy. I just, it just seems totally weird. And it also kind of just shortchanges Uma. Wait, you know? wait till she. Go ahead, turn the sound back on you. This is my favorite part. She goes, she's like, fine. <laughs> All right. Fine. <laughs> okay. You can mute again. <laughs> she will go on to resolve the issue and save the problem. But it's just the great, the pressure. Look at the way she glares at him. Yeah. But she'll come right back, right? The sound in this movie sounds great. Like, you could hear the sirens, you could hear yeah. the chaos, you could hear the reporter. Well, you know, it's a way, Hollywood production here. This is a serious actresses and actors, and they spent the speaking money. Speaking of Hollywood, they have the Hollywood TV that is silent until the, the news story that is relevant comes on, and then it's like, and then local news. Uh -huh. Two yeah. kidnappers that kidnapped the puppy. Right. What? Hey, they're it's, talking about it. Where it's our go? puppy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, I, I kind of love, uh, I hate that in movies, but you have to do it. You know? Yeah, but so, but, but let's take it so like they're, they're hanging out and the radio's on and it's 1010 wins and then suddenly say uh, there's a bomb heading to, so they listen to it. Right. Now it's TV. But however, nobody watches live TV. Nobody, like, people will be reading it on their phones, but it doesn't come across on the screen. So they have to have, like, a newscaster yeah. television yeah. production on a laptop. Like, they just happen to be watching news on yeah. a laptop. People don't do that. Coincidence, I don't stream live news on my laptop. Listen, if I kidnap a, a dog and I'm back in the hideout, I don't, like, turn on the laptop and put on Channel 5. I don't get it. No, I'm like, on Twitter. Geez. She's like, I don't need x-ray vision to see what's going on with you and Anna. She's getting all pissed off. She's going to smash the window. This is great. It would be funnier if it was Superman who was having rage. <laughs> oh, that would be abusive relationship. Yeah, well, that, that, that falls under parody, uh, under satire. It's a dark satire yeah. of male toxicity. That will never this be one, made. Like, well, yeah, the Hulk... Hulk's my hero. He's here's a uh, talk about the ultimate white guy, girl. Hulk's his superpowers that he gets angry and he fucks shit up. <laughs> so I love it. Mister Furious from Mystery Men, Ben Stiller, he gets really angry. 
So once again, she's like, I'll pay for it. You know, she's really, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You just love me so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, okay. right there, they're in front of the Transamerica building. Okay. Wait, the Transamerica building? Yeah. I think it San might Francisco? be called Bank of America building today. I don't know. That's still bank. There's a Bank of America building in San Francisco. No, it's also in New York. You didn't know that. Yeah, we got that building. Well, I know. I can't think that's my own city. Everything San Francisco's got, we got, and better. Really? You guys have beer? We got beer. We got gay people. We got gyms. Uh, we yeah, got right. palm trees at the cabana. Look at him. God. So now like, we're getting like, okay, she's, uh, I was right my first impression. She's uh, a little neurotic. And he's like, male pressure, male pressure. Who cares if you're sleeping with their male pressure? You know, standard. I think Ray, I think Rain has a point though. Like he slept with a superhero. Like he doesn't know he that. Rain doesn't know that. It's just a girl. Right. He seems like a great guy at the gym. He's just been hitting now, on he's our Star Trek connection. He has a recurring, he had a two series, two, he, do you know who Harry Mudd is? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. In the original series, lots of people like the character of Harry Mudd, who was also in two films. So today we have Star Trek Discovery. It was 2017 and he played Harry Mudd. It's a big deal to Star Trek people. And he has gotcha. some, something called Star Trek Shorts. Short tracks, short tracks as Harry Mudd uh -huh. directed an episode two. And his debut film was Galaxy Quest. So in my eyes, he is our Star Trek connection. Was his debut film? Yes, but wow. that doesn't mean the office wasn't before that. Uh let, let well, me tell you, when was, was the office? He was also in Rob Zombie's movie, House of a Thousand Corpses. He's like one of the teenagers that they 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 ultimately kill him and then turn his body into a mermaid. So maybe this wasn't his film debut. He was a supporting role in Almost Famous in The Rocker in Super in 2010. Oh, yeah. Hey, both uh, good movies. Super and The Rocker, those are very, like, uh, they're good. Right. And he was supporting parts, but you know that he's been the lead in his own superhero film. Um, Which one? Rain? Uh, no, it was... It it was super in 2010. Actually, I guess he wasn't the star. Was he the star? It was Elliot Page. He was in it. Yeah, like he he played one of the characters. I mean, it's basically these two characters who want to be. It's a James Gunn movie. The guy did Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy. Page and, was uh, a um, sidekick. I think I remember it now. Yeah, he and it has like in line. <laughs> That's right. Michael Michael Rooker is the villain, and he's like chewing candy. It's it's a good movie. It's, you know, okay, now, and yeah, then, um, and also uh, Kevin Bacon. Okay, wait, she he's now breaking up with her, and she's going to freak out. Have you ever seen this film before, Mike? I, you know, maybe on TBS, maybe on TNT, maybe but on But you didn't uh, pay any Yeah, no, no, it was, it was, you know, they might have shown the movie six times in a row, and I just didn't watch the full thing. So he's... um. She's he's breaking up with her and she's gonna freak out. That's all I wanted to say. 
No, I don't get it though. Like they don't really explain her neuroses, right? They explain her origin and then right. she becomes popular and dates popular guys, which causes the rivalry. But yep. Or causes a now. broken heart. We don't we don't learn why she's called G Girl. We don't learn you know what in her past made her this way. Look, she's got the knife. Yeah. <laughs> she's freaking now. She's crashing. Her head into the... Now watch what she does with the fish. That's my favorite part. All right. Fish flash. Is this her apartment or his? His. Nice. <laughs> fish on the floor. That's that's really a mess to clean up. And she's like, you're over it. You're... And she's softening. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call me crazy. Ouch. Yeah. That's abuse. Like, look what you just did. You don't think that's a little extreme? Now there's my favorite part, poor fishy. <laughs> he's eating poor fishy. It's handed a boiling hot. Water. Hey, to save the fish? Yeah, they they are... killed the fish. Tess's yeah. audience were like, the fish. Uh, okay, let me go to did the fish die? The fish die. <laughs> yes, because Owen Wilson put him in soap. Right. Dropped him in soap water. Oh, just gonna have a brewski with the rain reindeer. Look at him, he's hitting him. He's a, the classic type, right? Like he's Curtis Armstrong, he's booger. Well, yeah, we're supposed to getting this be getting this recurring gag where he continues to ask out the uh, bartender and she's like, get lost, creep. You know, and then in the end, that'll pay off. You know, we keep seeing this. It's a nice bar. Now, I think he's no, he's not your type. now that it's G-Girl. Let me... Okay, yeah, yeah he's now time. going to admit. Oh, I think I've seen the scene. I promise I won't tell. She's G-Girl. What? She's G-Girl! Right. Right. But he doesn't it doesn't pay off as a plot point, you know. He'll never betray yeah, but, that trust. He'll never um Professor Bedlam's not gonna kidnap. He, yeah. So I don't know. We do get to have him freak out. Oh, you know, he, like, doesn't uh, believe, he doesn't believe right now, but he will in a second. So the the best friend finds out his his best friend is a superhero, and then yeah. that guy gets fucked up, right? The villains kidnap him, or right? He, that's uh, what you would think, right? Now yeah. he's got a vulnerability. No, there's nothing like that. There's a great Daniel close. Oh, there's that chainsaw. Right. So him telling the guy was really a dream. Lame. Oh, wait. So he hit on the bartender in the dream, and then at the end, it pays off. See, that doesn't make sense. He couldn't have been in a dream. Yeah. Yeah, and at the end, that'll pay off. It's been a recurring gag. I'm just going to get a uh, sip of water. I want you to keep talking okay. to the audience. Oh, absolutely. Well, audience, this is where my apartment is. I have a nice brownstone in New York about City. The movie, uh, about the movie. Oh, about the movie. Oh, I was just talking about myself. Uh, it's New York City. He's walking here. Nice camera lifts up. Nice exterior shot. Don't touch me. I'm back. Oh, here comes. What happened to Joe? 
Oh, I was I was on a roll. I'm gonna have to just scrap what I was saying. So now we're getting the I broke up and I'm available kind of not no no no. He's just it bearing his soul that he broke up and she's secretly like this is titillating because you're available yeah. now, even though I'm taken, you're free. Yeah, I guess so. So what happened to her boyfriend? He's gone. No, no, she he's still in the picture at this point. She's just being the concerned friend. Oh, G girl. <laughs> now Wanda is like, you push her over. <laughs> Right. Well, it's sexual harassment. As she's yes, saying. it is. Now, Sykes, Wanda Sykes was on the genealogy program with Henry Louis Gates, and her ancestry is traced back to a 1683 court case involving her paternal ninth great grandmother, Elizabeth Banks, who was white, an indentured servant, you know, she had to work there. She had, but she was a free woman and she gave birth to a biracial child, Mary Banks, fathered by a slave. But the child got her free status, you know. And this is the only such case that people know of that you can trace a black family rooted in freedom. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I had no idea about her past. I yeah. don't like those shows. The shows are creepy. Yeah. Well, because they always say like, "Well, I'm here with a celebrity, oh, I'm so I'm, I'm just fawning. I can't wait to hear about my history." And uh, I think there was one guy who had like I a shitty history. Yeah, That's please. Celebrity comedian countdown. He's the police officer, Where? Jeff Norris. Oh my God! No, from the beginning of our show, we have a celebrity. Yeah, there he is he is. a celebrity. On the well, let's listen to Jeff. I'm yeah, he's not doing any comedy. And Jeff is out. Wow. So I, I didn't hear the record, but he talks about that scene. Our yes, audience he heard does. That. He does. And he talks about how nice the cast was to him and how he had lunch with them and everything. And how that it there was no comedy in it. It was just, you know, he had his role to play. He um he's a comedian. He has a very funny act. He's a headliner. Uh, he tours the country, a lot of cruise work on cruise ships, and he also a lot of work for a charity um, uh, that that gets uh, trained dogs for veterans, whatever's their ailment, you know, like if a person was blind, of course, they'd have a seeing eye dog. He has, there's, um, it's called, what is it called, a canine for warriors. And they're trained, you know, if someone's in a wheelchair, they can fetch, they, um, if it's just for trauma, it's like a comfort dog, you know, he's helped raise so many, money for so many dogs. Um, oh, okay, did you see good. a car orbiting in space? <laughs> oh, I thought he was looking at a microscope, I was kind of lost. So. That's his car, huh? Jeff Norris brought him there saying, listen, your car is missing. Someone ripped the side of the wall down and stole it. And then she shows up and she put it in orbit. You are the craziest girlfriend I've ever had, hands down. And so she just burnt dick into his forehead. The word dick or a picture of a dick? The word dick. 
You don't think it's funnier if he, she drew a permanent uh, penis on his face? Um, I guess we have to talk to the writer, John Payne. Unfortunately, he died of bone cancer in 2013. So, we're, we're, so Jeff is, is our uh, best we could do, which is good. Right. <laughs> that was a comedic role. It was an outrageous uh, situation told point blank. Yeah, and he said, do you have any enemies? Any idea? With it? We'll let you know if we find anything. That was hilarious. Nice. Wow, we were touched by greatness. Okay. Oh, so the now, Japanese businessman. Right. So we have the typical I'm under pressure scene. I have to give a presentation. My job's on the line. To the I Japanese. Classic. I like the hat. He looks cute. Well, that way you can't see his head says dick. <laughs> yeah. Last thing we need on our foreheads. Or maybe. Maybe not. Uh -oh. was, it, was like, uh -oh. here comes G Girl. What happened to G Girl's other ex boyfriends? I guess we'll never know. I don't think there are is any. It, I don't know. I wonder how this is going to resolve itself. Like, I'm actually interested. Like, how do you end this? I'm going to take a guess. That okay. mom is going to kidnap uh, that girl. Uh huh. And uh, naked oh. body double. You, you think, I don't know, that could be Luke. Uh, internet claims body double in multiple sites. Mr. Skin? <laughs> so he hasn't told his best friend, he did it in his dream. Right, that's right. He hasn't told his best friend, it was in his dream. Now, um, Luke is fired. Wow, from the prestigious architect. How is he going to afford to have a car to bounce in Manhattan? Right, exactly. Oh, there's the box. I took so many mini moves from the kitchen when I have to leave work. They're like, Air Spiegel, there's a box. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to the kitchen and grab some K-Cups. <laughs> Perfect. I'm getting some staples. My yeah, right. stapler. Ah, I've been meaning to get these post-its. Oh, a Me. ball of rubber bands. Okay, so here's what I don't like. The A wind blew through the conference room and muscled all their papers and blew them over sideways and took all his clothes off. And they're firing him like he... Like he is the guy who got naked in front of them. You know, it doesn't make sense. They aren't saying, well, maybe what the hell was that tornado? He, it was, he could have done it on purpose. 